It's time for the Dan Fogler 4D Experience Podcast. Up oh, there he is, Nicky D. Walking up through the door, he's got his phone out. He better put his phone away. I better shut it off. You better shut the shit off because the door wants you to go ding ding. You better turn the shit on fire because if I hear it, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I hope my, my chair don't uh, pass gas. Yeah, I, I hope your chair doesn't pass gas either, man. This is a small fucking room here. Uh, uh, it's good to see you, Good pal. to see you, man. I've been waiting on, like, fucking three weeks to do this. Am I on? Um, I know. I, I've, I've had to postpone things because life is crazy. Well, we had a great time in these last three films. You I know mean, what? We, is, I was, it lasted a, that, that long. This is a Kubrick... Episode. This is Kubrick. Three Kubrick films we saw. Yes, and um, we're obvi- obviously going to talk about all things Kubrick. But yes. IFC had a uh, Kubrick festival, and um, we are uh, we're just waiting for some. There's Ariel. Ariel's walking in right now. Um, so we went to the theater and we saw several, um, at least three uh, Kubrick movies. I feel like we're living Doctor Strange Love right now. Don't you guys feel like that? You know, for weeks I've been feeling we've been living Kubrick. I mean, you know, well, he, yes, he, he really stays with you. You know, it's like it's yeah, been, I went the paranoia. Like, yeah, it actually made me go back and do a little homework and like. Good for you. Yeah, you know, I got my homework. Hey, right here. I'm just gonna wig it because I feel like I'm already in a state Me too. of mind. I'm gonna wing it. Just... We also we saw a uh, movie called uh, S for Stanley. That was amazing. That was incredible. Ariel didn't see that, but S for Stanley uh, is from. I strongly recommend it if you're a Kubrick fan. Uh, and we'll talk about Room Two Three Seven and other documentaries about Kubrick. Kubrick is just an amazing uh, figure in history, and. Um, so uh, S for Stanley is about his driver who goes from being his, like, you know, just like one day he comes to deliver a message and then the next thing he knows he's Kubrick's driver and then the next fucking thing he knows he's his, like, confidant, you know, and, like, over years and then Kubrick can't make a movie without the guy. It's amazing. Um, uh, and so I strongly yeah. recommend seeing that movie. Ariel, how you doing, pal? Pretty good. Talk about be being back. amused. Be back. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> Both of you guys were in Hysterical Psycho. That's right. Which is a crazy movie uh, that I directed. And, uh, man, um, you know, what else? Were you, bo- you were both in Don Peyote, too. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. these are my brothers. Did you do the, uh, yeah. re- did, did you do the malarkey thing? We didn't yeah, do malarkey. We did, we did a little malarkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, yes. Yes, okay, fine. You guys have done. How's uh, the wormhole going? Wormhole, you guys are you guys are in there. Yeah, what happened well, have, to you? What do you mean? It was so last minute. I had to go. I had a thing I in know, North Carolina. That's how Kubrick is. Everything with me is is last minute. <laughs> uh, so all right. So here we're talking about Kubrick. First I feel like your directorial memoir will be like, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of my my book, your my novel. Directorial memoirs. <laughs> me just like sh- my, just shrugging with day for sheepish. night. Day for night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Day for night. <laughs> it's okay. We'll recast it. We'll, we'll recast just, it. How about we just, 
Just with stay up midgets. all night. We'll just stay up all night like Kubrick used to do for days. You Jesus know? Christ. He would what was that one thing in S for Stanley? There was this moment where um, he's like, um, oh, they were looking for uh, a location for Eyes Wide Shut, I think, and... Um, and he's like, so Stanley always needed the perfect light. And this guy was a race car driver turned Stanley's driver, and he was and and he his whole journey is anyway that he it's amazing. You have he to always see wanted it. to be a race car driver, uh, but now he's stuck. You know, just and he's like Stanley's slave. But they have this like real. He's his Alfred to Stanley's Batman. You know, essentially like they can't they can't work without each other. So this one thing they're looking at this location for this mansion for Eyes Wide Shut and uh, and I'm interested and and Nikki said something I totally missed it. Um, so because the guy is like very Italian, Sicilian, he's yeah, Sicilian he's or something, Italian, yeah. and uh, he has this accent and he's sitting in the car. He's like, I remember sitting in the car and watching. I'm watching Stanley and he's taking all of these pictures at this location. He had to have everything perfect and the light had to be perfect. And I remember it's getting so cold out, and Stanley just won't come in. And I, I said, finally, I just I, I went out, and it's, it's, I came out, and and I, I saw Stanley there, and uh, and there, his whole face was white, everything was white, his whole beard was white, and you know, I didn't uh, I didn't want to ask him what was going on, you know, I didn't want to bother him, and I said to him, Stanley, Stanley, <laughs> what's wrong? And all Stanley could say was. What have I done? Where where am I? Where, where, where I don't what have I done too much? Have I done too, <laughs> too much? <laughs> okay. And the guy said, I don't know whatever you do. I don't know what you've done. You because know. it tasks me. Because it tasks me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I will chase Kubrick around the moons of Nibarist. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so what was he? So Nikki, what was your interpretation of that? Well, no, he had cocaine. It was cocaine. The white cocaine. all over his had, face was and, and his beard. So was Kubrick and a? I, co- a um, yeah, he would stay up for two days. You know, he was just a, doing coke. A mad genius. That anyone that does coke like that. You ever hear that, Ariel? They that just he was do. Coke? Yeah. Is that what eyes yeah. wide shut means? No, just eyes being. wide shut is uh, <laughs> is. I think all. it's a reference to um, to him being. Stuck in the maze of being on the inside of the uh, Illuminati and that inner circle and and NASA and all that and and you know I'm a conspiracy guy. I feel like he was so tangled in the web and he wasn't able to talk about it uh, that you know eyes wide shut is his eyes were wide but they had to be shut just like his mouth. You know? Yeah, mm. I, but it, it wow. seems like it. An obvious thing for that now that you think now you think of it, him and Jack Nicholson being together, but also the long <laughs> hours on film and having to be like that. It's like in the er- his era. It's not like there was like five hour energy or guarana well, or like yeah. these like little <laughs> healthy methods. You know, it was like the ball. Pl- it's like the baseball players. They would just take amphetamines or whatever. And if you're yeah, uh, like, Kubrick, yeah. you're probably cocaine is your well. I think this drug guy, of choice. That's interesting. I think you guys. It's interesting. I, I never thought about that because I'm a pothead, so I don't even think. <laughs> so, but I think that that Kubrick saw that this guy, this Italian guy. This car, race car driver was the salt of the earth, and he would keep him anchored. He had loyalty. Yeah. And had this loyalty, this undying Amazing. loyalty. And one thing he said is, was, uh, 
you know, he said, Stanley was just like, listen, I want you to go out and, and take care of Nicholson for me. Mm. And uh, supposedly, you know, he's driving Nicholson around, and Nicholson is just like, pull over to the side. I want I want this girl to see that I'm in the car. You know, and he was yeah, like, yeah. you know. And, he, and, and supposedly he was just doing hella coke and whatever the fuck yeah, he wanted. he was rolling his own. And the driver goes to, to Stanley, and he's just all... I don't want. I like Jack. He's great for shining, but I don't want to uh, associate. You know. <laughs> so I think you're right that 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 Stanley probably was like, yeah, man. I oh, this guy's gonna keep me on the up and up. No, and from that moment, he said to him, he says, "Oh, okay. Uh, uh, you know, you're not involved in that. You know, right? We don't want we, you to. You don't we don't want you to be uncomfortable. Don't be uncomfortable. This guy was became his prop guy. And he, his muse. I, he asked him about fucking. He did everything, everything. for him, everything. <laughs> Waited on for like hand and foot, and uh, it's a beautiful story. You should see it, Ariel. Yeah. So everyone should see as for Stanley from the perspective of his. It's his well, just to know that someone is on the ground yeah. keeping track of everything that comes in and out of your head, and you don't have to keep track, but you know that there's someone there's there. Someone's going to do it. The string to the to the balloon oh, no. in yeah. the sky. Like, there's, there's, a, yeah. there's a string I mean, down really. to reality. <laughs> I haven't seen track. anything like that. The way ha- a, a guy like just over a small period of time, he became. His only person that he, he I mean, if he yeah. had a zipper broken on his jacket, he would say, "Go back to the store and bring me a new jacket right. with a better zipper." And then he'd fucking fix the jacket, right? Yeah. You know, by himself and give it back to him. And then it would, he'd break it again, and he would say, "Please, go back." Yes, and exactly. Buy so me a new jacket. I did it because Stanley is a genius. That's why. That, but that's how many mad geniuses. Dali had Gala, Prince. You hear all these stories uh, of how yeah. Prince in the middle of the night get me a baby giraffe. You know, there's always somebody <laughs> there. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> to everyone do the logistics. Has their, right? Everyone has their yeah, outfit. You know what was so amazing too? You know, all of a sudden we're watching this documentary, and all of a sudden Spielberg and Lucas are there. You know. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I and that right there just. They he was like the much. Godfather. Yeah, man. He, they went see seek him out because they knew he okay. was a genius. So here you go. So you, you see, see 2001 uh, Space uh, Odyssey, okay? Boom. So 2001 Space Odyssey, I'm watching this movie. I've never seen it in its entirety. I've only mm. seen it on oh, TV really? with with um, t- with commercials, you know, fucking cut down for uh, time or whatever. So you see it in the whole thing and now you imagine you don't need drugs to fucking watch this movie. This movie is a drug. And uh just you, you you break it down to certain I just was analyzing this movie. The first part with the, the monkeys mm. evolving is incredible. Okay. You have what he did in the sixties, mid sixties, with just the facial expression, the teeth, the mouth. That was the seeds for Planet of the Apes. Okay. Okay, and Planet of the Apes couldn't reach that level of face authenticity. Manipu- okay, right. manipulation for those masks that those mm. that those amazing actors were wearing. Okay, I was like, okay, how did they train these monkeys? Yeah, he gave them the missing link. <laughs> he did. He gave them the missing link. Right. So brilliant. You have the you have this moment where you have this moment where. Um, you know the monolith is there, and we can we can discuss what that is—the giant chocolate bar that's like mm. suddenly there, that's humming with this uh, mm. incredible message. You know that is essentially what is that? Is that the apple of knowledge in the Garden of Eden? What is that? It's like suddenly otherworldly knowledge, and these monkeys touch it, and suddenly they they are 
are tainted by the knowledge and and they start to look down at the uh, the bones as, uh, that they're eating as weapons right so that's so there they have the 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 bone is there is the sword you know that he's clubbing everybody mm-hmm. with and, and you see okay that tribe is tool. is is tool. Uh, you know and now that's the beginning of the first tool that's the beginning of the first society that's the beginning of the first everything it's the beginning of technology he throws the bone up in the air in and the then suddenly air. the bone oh, becomes the spaceship 2001 and it's a spaceship and this is why i mean like you said we talked about this is why this may be one of the best movies of all time because it came out before the moon landing and all of that but yes. it even speaks to now so if you think of the planet earth as a spaceship itself and all the things going on, on the planet now that you would almost say that bone, that piece of t- first piece of technology going in the sky is yeah. also a metaphor for like, well, if human beings want to survive beyond living on this earth, then we have to figure out a way to almost become uh, uh, cyborgs. How do we incorporate the human, natural human gene and combine that with technology so that way it can survive and float in space because we are not going to survive on this planet but if we are going to survive, we have to figure out how to make a cyborg technological hybrid version of ourselves so that will go into space and survive. So you're talking about this singularity. I mean, I that's think, that. Okay, that's so there. See, that's what's that's so amazing about you're, this you're talking film. About, I mean, you talk about. So you're talking about. Um, someone today was trying to sell how? me on, 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 on applying for a ticket to be one of the f- one-way ticket colonized to Mars. I mean, people are thinking about this. Yeah, yeah, they are. You know, and um, all this happened before even the first moon landing. This movie. So okay, so now we're on that tip. So so I was I, I like to. Did I jump ahead? No, but <laughs> okay. I, I like to. I like the yeah. idea that this this movie was gave birth to almost every single blockbuster, yes. from Star Wars to Star Trek to yeah. to Terminator, to um you know, um, you know Blade Runner. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So which is also. On the singularity tip, the cyborg tip, the, you know, where where are we headed? Um, okay, so you have this technology. It seems like, is that the is that the right way to go? Do you think? Do you or do you? Um, th- what, yeah, because that yeah. that leads to hive mind. That leads to fascism, essentially, where everyone you know is programmed to think on the same level and there is no privacy everyone just knows what everyone's thinking and and well that's why how sort of seems to be the the antithesis being all oh if you think technology is the right way to go look what happens you right you put you you put all your reliability well, a, yeah. on a program that will fuck you Stephen <laughs> Stephen Hawking yeah. I think recently said uh, yeah. that one of the biggest threats to humankind is artificial intelligence you know actually mm-hmm. and the, and and oh, that's that, happening that's it's why happening it's so ahead of its time 2001 yeah that moment the computer so scary how? yeah how? Dave <laughs> Dave don't don't Dave I know I've made some questionable decisions <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I'm <didn't>, better now <laughs> I didn't mean to ex- to make you explode you know I was like I, exactly <laughs> Of that moment where he's taking out all the memory chips, don't do it, Dave. Yeah, yes, Dave, it come was, on. That was great. We're friends, aren't we, Dave? <laughs> I'm better now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. And then when you see him lose his memory, you start to feel for him. You know, you're like, oh my god, he's really. And he's just all, oh, hello, I'm Hal, and he's like back to. And then you have that classic moment where Dave 
travels through the wormhole. Mm. And that sequence, yeah. that psychedelic, trippy oh, that event wild. horizon that was sequence, ahead of time too. which has been which has been uh, come up sh- in many many different movies. That's the light show, okay, the light show. Yeah. So, and what happens to him? He goes through time and light years. Yeah, he sees his future. He sees self his future self. He sees him, he, and he ages, <sighs> and he and the way that Kubrick plays with the point of view, the point of view keeps changing. One and and then you see okay, um, where you see the uh, escape pod or whatever that's sitting in his bedroom, that is of such a similar moment for me, uh, as like um, the two girls in The Shining, the twins in The Shining. Mm. Suddenly, like whoa, that's what the fuck? Is, what is that doing there? You're you're smushing you know dimensions together. Mm. Um, so just that There's stuff was so jarring. Okay, so supposedly the conspiracy is he made 2001, and here we are, we're in the middle of the space race, and it's incredibly important that we beat the Russians, right? But um, supposedly the, it go, the story goes that the Russians were kicking our ass, right? So Had they already sent up the monkey? They sent up a monkey. They sent up a guy. They sent yeah, up a dude. They sent up the first. Now, if you watch yeah. Hidden Figures, this movie that's amazing that's out now, it's all about this: how the Russians were kicking our fucking ass. Costner is fantastic. The ladies are fantastic in this movie. It's about the people, the women, the brilliant, mm-hmm. minds, yeah, the brilliant minds who are behind uh, getting a guy into orbit. The mathematicians, right? So now you have the space race going on, and who's going to get to the moon first? And Kennedy is just like we're gonna we're gonna get to the moon. Ah, okay, ah. that's the goal. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> okay, thanks, man. So um, <laughs> I didn't know I had it in me. Uh, I thought I just had like a Mayor Quimby in me. Chowder. Uh, anyway, it's a good thing he didn't go into stand up. <laughs> Who? Kennedy. With Kennedy. That voice. He could have been fine. With if a man up. goes <laughs> to a party, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so here we are. He leaves his wallet. He says there. we're getting to the moon, right? Except, now there's different trains of thought, whether we even had the equipment, whether we had the technology, the mathematics to even do that. But we felt like the Russians did, so they supposedly NASA went to Kubrick, knocked on his door one day, and was like, hey, we love what you did with 2001, can you do it for us? <laughs> and that is what the moon landing is, okay, what we see. So we have this amazing spectacle of the moon landing, which Kubrick... Uh, supposedly, because his, you know, he has such an ego, he's like the hugest ego in the world. You know, uh, man, he was a genius. Of course, you want this is like one of the biggest pieces of film history ever, and nobody knows it was him. Okay, so if you look at that, the moon landing, you see, and people have, you know, dissected it over the years, many different uh, little Easter eggs in the moon landing, shadows in the wrong place, fucking. The atmosphere is not working right with the flag, the way the guys are jumping, the way the dust settles. There's actually, you can see, like, a a studio light if you focus in on it. With today's technology, you see this. there's obviously a reflection of a studio light. Right, but weren't they having to light their own situation? Yeah. With a yeah. studio light? What kind of light? I don't know what kind of light. Right, they were supposedly using. they were using the light of the sun. But I also don't know that the atmosphere or the dust or the wind <laughs> would be comparable to what we would observe here on our earthly atmosphere. You can't make the same comparison to what it would be in space. So well, if you're what like, I'm saying is I was acting as if it was in the desert. 
That's how the oh, particles oh, were landing. I see, I and see. And these guys were instructed to jump as opposed to push off. They're, they shouldn't have to. The, the way they run, they're jumping right. around, it looks like it, it, there's, it takes what this there's effort. Does. And you think they'd be able to. So people have picked this shit apart for fucking. Right. So now supposedly they came to him. He said, all right. I'm more I, skeptical he, about that. I, well, of course. Yeah. So he goes, um, well, I'm not going to do it. They said, okay, so here's. What, what do you want? He's like, I don't know. Give me something that that nobody else has. He says, okay, he, this is a lens that NASA, only NASA has this lens. Mm. We use it to take pictures out in fucking space. It's a low-light lens. He says, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. What's the next movie he makes? Barry Lyndon, All by Candlelight. Yeah. Mm. Okay? Found that. Low-light. Found that very interesting and very beautiful to watch also. Okay, that's a, that, that <laughs> movie is, is like... You know, I didn't basically, see that. You basically, just like drop some acid, acid, and just like stare at a Renaissance painting. That's what that movie is like. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's like go meditate on a Renaissance painting for hours. Uh, I can't, I can't sit through that movie, but uh, I think I find it fascinating that um, that that's the movie he chooses to make. Well, if and anyone then, could do it, it would be Kubrick, because to your point in that scene where he goes through the wormhole, it's not only does he show you the wormhole or or, or present an intellectual provocation about it. He get you feel it by playing the classical music and having the you know those long stretches of the music and the and and along with those visuals of like that tunnel and doing it for, I mean he puts the audience in a trance like yes. you feel the wormhole. I was I had to look away a couple times yeah. in the movie theater because I was like whoa I am getting hypnotized. Yeah, here. so it's more than just the information; it's the sensation. So now you imagine audiences in 1960 fucking nine <laughs> seeing that just like people had, way ahead of its time. Yeah, people were running out of the movie we, theaters. We see movies people today that we say hey, some of that is really ahead of its time, but Kubrick no in, in all of his films. Whatever, whatever he wanted inc- to do. This is, you know, what was incredible about this movie. His own thing, yeah. Is that you felt it? You felt the classical music, and then when the music wasn't there, and those silent, slow, boop, 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 <laughs> you still felt. You felt like you were in space. You mm. felt like those. Mm-hmm. I almost, you know, like I, you know, I can't sit still. But there I was, riveted, watching this spaceship dock. He was able to, you know, which mm. for like I don't know, five minutes. They tried to do the same thing in, you know, Star Trek. Look how amazing our spaceship is. But, you know, like, no, yeah, pal, you're no not Cooper. Or even like that yeah. Sandra Bullock gravity movie. Did you oh, see yeah, that? I, that? I liked I that, that movie. That was kind yeah. of incredible, too. That was. But just yeah. think about, like, if you were to compare the two movies. Oh, even in Martian. Right. Even and, you in know, Martian. given the technological advancements, which one had more of an impact <laughs> on you God. and why? It'd be a, that'd be an interesting And then at the heart of it comparison is, contrasting. The heart of 2001 is they're hiding a conspiracy. <laughs> right. Okay? They're hiding the monolith. It's like, why are we going out to, uh, to Saturn? Oh, I don't right. know. Uh, some kind of quarantine. Uh, I don't know. You know, like classic, right. classic sci-fi uh, setup. Yeah, and uh, so you know the aliens, right? So yeah, we're just heading out there. Yeah, it's I the heard Area some crazy. Fifty-one. Situation. I heard some crazy shit happened out there, man. You know, and yeah. so and so I heard that someone touched a giant chocolate bar and then started ripping people's faces <laughs> off. You know, it's like, oh, okay. So uh, so now they're so back to that bar. Then what's your and what? Do yeah, you think what it is, is okay? So Saturn, right? They're headed to Saturn. Yeah, I, I think, uh, and I think that you look at Saturn, and just like the monolith, which has this, 
this weird simp signal coming off of it that warps that, people's that was good. That was good. Warps people's minds. Even better than Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop the signal. That well, that didn't sound like it okay, at all. Okay, we'll get back to the movie. Okay, please. so <laughs> some people think that when you listen to the rings of Saturn, that when you look at the rings of Saturn, it resembles sound waves. Right? Now that makes sense. It's sort of like it's like yeah. a record player. Yeah. The scratches and a record player and, going in and a the, and You guys are killing me. If you could put a needle to it, if you could put a record player needle to amazing. the rings of Saturn. That's my point. Everybody what music has a would different, it play? It's like everyone has a different view of that fucking movie. I'm saying that the rings of Saturn are, se- are giving off a signal. If you were to put... <laughs> If you put a stereo needle, what song would it play? No, would play that's that? what, okay. The sound minor. of space. And I think that I think that you have Kubrick, who's an insider, okay, who knows that Saturn is giving off this weird signal, proof of intelligent life out there, and he makes this crazy movie to um, allude to it. You know, not to interrupt anybody, but you know what that movie led to when Kubrick passed away? In 1999. Yeah, eyes wide shut. No, no, artificial intelligence. Ah, AI. Yes, yes. Yes, and 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 they had such a bond between each other, Spielberg, Spielberg and him, yeah. and Kubrick. Not so much with Lucas, but they had a real. Yes. Bond. And that's when that's why I found that so interesting in that in the documentary that all of a sudden these two incredible guys have showed up to say, oh yeah. How pay, the, you, pay homage. Yeah, how you doing? How yeah. you do that? You know what I mean? They learned from him because nobody was a, a cameraman and director and cinematographer and, and, and writer like Kubrick. Kubrick had all those huge things in his pockets that he was, you know, lighting. And, and you know, and this is the other thing I was just going to... Uh, he was a stickler to the, st- to the, to the script except for one movie and one actor. And it was funny, when we walked out of that movie, you said to me, oh, all that improv of Peter Sellers in Lolita. Oh, my God. Did you see Lolita? No, I haven't seen Kubrick's version. So I had not to get... Peter Sellers. (laughs) Peter Sellers. Who's, you know, I mean, from a child. I didn't know he was in it. That was the only time... The main guy is, what's his name? James Mason. James Mason, I've never seen him before. Phenomenal actor. The girl reminded me of um, the girl from American Beauty. Uh Uh, What's her name? Mina Mm. Suvari. Um, Unbelievable movie, Lolita. Um, Black and white. um, Way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Awesome. Really quirky, dark... Um, but please talk about Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers plays this uh, theater coach who is trying to mess with um, Mason. And he goes about it by playing all these different characters throughout the movie. And uh, he's brilliant. I mean, it's the precursor to Strange Love. It was on the other night. I was going to call you. It it's, the, on... it's the precursor to Strange Love. So uh, I didn't, I, it was such, because I love him in Strange and Love. And he's trying to hit on her as the theme. Well, he was, he was a lover and he, of hers. and, and uh, reminds me of Cape Fear. Kind oh, of. it's, yeah, very similar kind of thing. The, yeah, uh, very one, similar. The one scene. But it's more like the, the fun. One, and, you the know. one scene that, that <laughs> really so culminates thumb, that, whole, that whole thing. Is, Did you ever talk to your daughter about the birds and the bees? No. You know, Doctor, whatever his name was in the movie. You know? Oh, right, he's playing. Did you the, ever uh... talk to her about the birds? Right, <laughs> she's always chewing gum, and 
all these she's bo- always sitting there with all the these foot boys. and just stomping yes. and the, just turning her energies into uh, her, uh, her collective uh, that right there. her super ego was uh, I, converting her sexual energy into <laughs> yes yeah. I, that was the movie right there that was brilliant yeah Peter that, Sellers plays all these different characters plays a cop you go, okay so the movie opens with the like the last scene essentially where Mason is hunting Peter Sellers down and Peter Sellers comes into this room and and I'm sorry, Mason bursts into the room with a gun and Sellers is like, "How'd you find me?" I'm like, "Hey, we can be pals." You know, he goes like he goes through like every single like, yeah. "Please don't kill me." Uh, you know, like ve- every version of haggling with him for his life. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. When I was yeah. just like, he must have he must have said to, Kubrick must have said, "Just yeah. do whatever you want." Yeah, because yeah, you got to see it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I've got to. See um, it. And. Um, and and you felt it was realistic, or it was just some hyper realistic thing that was just fascinating. I to watch. feel like Peter Sellers is always winking at the camera a little bit, <laughs> and I appreciate that. You <laughs> I'll know, take it. I'll take it. You know, it's like, yeah, you are that good, pal. You do whatever the fuck you want. He knows how good he is. He knows how he could just stand there, and you're just like laughing. And, and that was know? like tailor made for Peter Sellers to go off. Like oh that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then coming back as different characters. And it was just astonishing. So, um, so now let's talk about him in Strange Love. Okay, so now he's does the he does the psychiatrist, which is the precursor right. to oh, the yeah. uh, you know the which Nazis. Which brings us yeah. to the, how we're living today and the, and with the, the alternate no facts and the insular cabinet, yeah. just creating you know pretext pretexts for yeah. war, more war and stuff like that, yeah. building up. Building things. How I learned to love the bomb. George C. How Scott just relax. being like, "Hey!" Yeah. You know, he created that Doctor No character in the car, in the in the yeah. wheelchair too, in the chair. Doctor, yeah. yeah, which always reminded Doctor me Strange, of Cheney yeah, when Strange, he when 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 <laughs> Bush Cheney years were that. over. And Cheney was in the wheelchair, and Obama oh, yeah. was taking office. Oh, and yeah. He was like had the black gloves and you know the fake heart. How many? How many we, parts? Like, that reminded me. That reminded me of Strange Love. <laughs> how many? How many parts did Sellers play in Strange Love? I don't know. He plays a couple different. Like did you two see or three. that during the festival? Three, no, I was just, yeah. I've seen that so many yeah. times in my and life. how amazing that movie was for 1964. How amazing that movie Slim Pickens <laughs> riding on the goddamn oh, nuke. Slim Pickens again. Yeah, yeah Slim Pickens again. <laughs> <laughs> Slim Pipkins as the as the uh, the the uh, the B fifty two the B fifty two bomber. Yeehaw. He's the pilot and it's his his you know. God damn it! It's his his patriotic duty to got to get that bomb, drop it on the fucking who's he dropping on Moscow or some shit? Uh, oh my god! There's a oh he plays the president. Peter Sellers plays the president, right? Mm. Which is brilliant. He has this conversation with. Uh, you know, France and France melts. You know, while he's talking, to and, and 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 it feels like we're gonna be revisiting this now. We because are. It's only a matter yeah. of time. But it, it, it feels like look, it. other countries are now having the bomb, and we 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 created this what in the forties. Oh, it's now twenty seventeen. It's only a matter of time before you know whatever Iran finally gets their 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 uh, enriched Russia, Russia enriched uh, uranium and all this. So we're gonna go back to having a nuclear. Uh, on sort of uh, on that uh, cold tip. war on that like, tip guys guys that. i have a special i have a special uh surprise um a, a cia agent who i met recently gave me and who is just fed up he's fed up with what's going on inside the white house he gave me a number to call uh the president so we can prank call him right now so jack you have the number 
I got it. Okay. Good. And then after well, you know, that, you know, CIA is uh, their deep state. And after that, we because <laughs> we saw all the because we saw this next film, we have to talk about the film noir killer's kiss. Yes, but yeah, I still okay. want to. I still before wanna, uh, Kubrick was corrupted. We, we have still, to, yeah. I want to know more about this. The the rings of Saturn and where you're going with mm-hmm. that noise frequency and the bar that you know that lands in the desert. We we didn't quite cap that. Yeah. No. It, I, I feel like that. That is something that exists. That Ancient there, aliens. That there is a frequency coming from Saturn that is sending out a frequency throughout the solar system that may or may not affect us. Um, well, consider that. In the same way that the monolith has affected us. Right. So that's what I'm saying, that Kubrick had this inside knowledge because, I don't know, he's an artist, he's co- connected to the collective. So consider he's inside of, an insider. Consider this. Yeah. Um, they say that there's a natural frequency here on Earth, that all of nature runs on 432 hertz. I don't know if you're aware of this, mm-hmm. right? 432 hertz is the natural frequency of the rain, the ocean, just of, of the natural elements. And uh, classical musicians have always tuned their instruments to 432 hertz. So it's just interesting that he plays that music uh-huh. uh, to that thing. And then, when, like you said, when the music goes away... And it's this other frequency, yeah. And perhaps the frequency of the bar, how that is Ooh, scrambling and yes. disrupting the natural 432 mm, yes. hertz. That's what he's saying. Of Earth. Hello. Uh, yes. Hello. Oh, uh, hello. Uh, is this uh, Mr. Uh, Donald? Uh, as a matter of fact, it's uh, President Donald Trump. You've got my personal cell phone. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, what are you doing, man? <laughs> how's South Carolina? How's How's South Carolina today? It looked like it was a success for you. I mean, it's. I mean, everything's a success. Why wouldn't it be a success? Everything's going wonderfully. Uh, we're running this administration like a well-oiled machine okay so nikki is i think you mean lubricated nikki voted for you he's a big fan of yours uh i went- saw him today at boeing he gave a whole big speech at boeing in oh South they Carolina. cheered him it was wonderful uh really Thank you. yeah very much the airplanes yeah boeing. what did he say he was gonna do he's gonna get more oil more jobs oh. more jobs and more jobs and made in america hey what's your plan right. hey mr president <laughs> are you there yeah. Oh God, I just, I, I just, I don't have a lot of respect for you. I, I just don't, and um, I, I feel like you're. You're gonna open with that? You're. St- I am. I feel like you're steering <laughs> us. Oh, come on, you're, you're like, steering give us. Give a guy a break. Will you? I'll give him a break. We're steering toward World War Three. Um. So what, mean, do, uh, what do you have uh, to well, say about? What do you have to say about Russia and China and the fact that I feel like you and your constituents are steering us toward World War Three? I mean, come on. Uh, if we, if the ship wasn't already headed towards World War Three in the first place, I mean, I wouldn't be steering towards it, you know. Uh, so why not I mean, steer away well, from it? Well, why not steer away? Come on, that's why people voted uh, for you because they thought that you were going to change the fucking course. Well, he's trying. Uh, he's trying. <laughs> I, thank you, thank you very much, Nikki. I appreciate that. Uh, your friend, uh, who sounds like he's from Brooklyn, uh, is being very upset. Yeah, give the right guy now. a break. Give him a little time already. You know what I mean? 
He like he like I agree with you, Mr. President. You like, mean time you, time to fulfill the uh, agenda that he's laid forth? Why do you want to give them time to do that? No, I agree with you, Mr. President, that you inherited a big mess. A big, big mess. Big oh, mess. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Absolute mess. Everybody knows it. Was so, so, so Nikki, Nikki I, I understand. You're in favor of the cabinet picks. Is I that right, Nikki? I understand, Don, uh, Donald. If I could call you Donald. No, no, uh, it's uh, uh, Orange Cosby. It's I mean, the rest of them can call me Mr. President. Nikki, you may call me Donald. Thank you, sir. So, um, little Donnie Pinky, can I ask you... I'd like to get back to Killer's Kiss, though. I mean, all due respect. We I have mean, the President of the United States on the phone. I know, but that's what I'm telling you. Give him a little time. Give him a little ease, you know? To what? To build a wall? Wait till we're start past a war? the point of no return, is what Nikki is saying. Wait till after it's the point of no return. I'm pretty sure, Mr. President, you're... We're, we're, you're gonna get um, you're gonna get impeached uh, really oh, soon. Hey. How do you feel about that? It's not gonna get impeached. Yeah, you're. I, I'm pretty sure you're gonna get impeached. Not crazy. the first time he's been in a peach. Hey, uh, hi, uh, that was a good one. Uh, the first time. No, I think you're doing I'm a great job for your first forty days, Mr. President. Are you kidding? And I am behind you. Thank you. Uh, there's only sixty more to go. I know these. Am two, I right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just keep going yeah, and I don't mean, do your own run your own ship the way you want to run it. Oh my god. Most people most people who run for president want to be president. Why do you have time for this? Why do you have time for all the tweeting you do? Why why aren't you actually Listen, I understand I know what you're doing. Well, yes, you're wagging the dog. Man. <laughs> I understand that you're putting on a reality show for us to watch while everyone else is steering us toward hell. Have have you seen the uh, press secretary ratings lately? They're through the roof. I mean, they're a lot better than Schwarzenegger's The Unapprentice. That a boy. Oh my god. I want to uh, thank you for your time, uh, Mr. President. We're going to make this a regular thing. Oh, we'd love to speak speak to you one more I time. I want to just call you and rant at you every once in a while, and and hey, uh, and I'll be sticking up personal. for you. And I'll be sticking you up for you. You've got my personal cell phone number. I'm sorry, what, Nikki? <laughs> I'll be sticking Nikki up for you, well. Mr. President. I think you're doing a great job. Nikki hates fuck Muslims. You, Nikki. Hey, come on, we're friends here. Okay? No, <laughs> fuck you. Let me tell you. Look, what, what about you? Really, I was going to say you're an immigrant. We're all immigrants here. What if he was doing the same thing to Italians? Hey, listen, he, he he's reaching out to. Uh, ben, I love the Italian. Yeah. Ben, uh, Who? You know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the guy from uh, Israel. Yeah, yeah the guy, uh, Bibi Netanyahu. Yeah, Bibi Netanyahu. And they hit it off really great. Come well, on. I know, mean, Israel and America. And are great friends. Israel and America are, I did, hit it I off thought, pretty great. Yeah, two party state or Usually. one party state. Mr. President, I thought that was brilliant by you saying Thank you. whatever am, one they I want. Anti. Nikki, anti, anti what you just said means. What are you anti, Mr. President? I'm anti, anti Semitic. He's anti. You're anti anti Semitic. Yeah. How come he didn't mention it during the he did. Holocaust Remembrance Day? Oh. I don't care. I don't care anymore. You know what? I, I, I am so fed up with the fucking world and how it's going and how everything is. It's not what it seems, people. You can't have I'm the alt right and there, Brannon yeah. being your chief strategist and head of your security have, uh, council and you say you're, an, not anti, you you're anti anti Semitic. You just can't do both. What did you say, man? You can't have do you guys, uh, Have you guys considered doing yoga? Yoga? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, do you do yoga, man? 
uh, every morning when I wake up at 4 a.m. It doesn't for, seem to have cleared up your nasal congestion, though. Well, uh, I have it's a called th- the deep-hated septum. I have a theory, <laughs> sir. I have a theory that... Why are you ganging up on him again? That thing on your head is actually an alien symbiote that is using you as a, uh, a vehicle, um, and it is steering you... Uh, toward world domination. Is this true? Does that thing have teeth? I want to know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> does my does my hair have teeth? I mean, come on, come on. Let's not be ridiculous. Of course, my hair has teeth. <laughs> thank you, Mr. President. We'll, well, thank you. We'll, we'll make sure we call you another time. You're the best. Uh, it's no, you're not. I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I can't believe it. I didn't mean it. He did. He meant it too. Deep down inside. I'm talking to. Nikki also hates Native Americans. I love Native. He loves oil. I'm talking to your uh, your higher self. You don't like the educational departments or environmental protection. Is this right, Nikki? You don't like any of these things. No, I do like those things too. You do. Well, then, how do you explain your fervor enthusiasm? Hey, Jack, is the president gone? Jack? Uh, the president is still here. Oh, okay. fuck. I'm just listening you to you go. guys. Jack, go. hang up on him. Go back and forth. No, Bye, it's not asshole. Hey, Bye, asshole. Hey, don't call him an asshole. He's fuck the you. president. <laughs> what a dick. That felt good. Sounds like your chair farted again, Nick. It's like, that was like, when you don't have a kazoo, you do that. So anyway, so okay, but let's get back to Kubrick and Killer's Kiss. Okay, Killer's because Kiss was a classic. We all saw that classic noir, classic noir movie. It was like the, it was like, it was like the definition of 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 noir. Yeah, totally. And you got to remember that movie was way ahead of its time. I saw a lot of uh, like, nineteen fifty five pre glimpses to shots I saw in Raging Bull. Totally. Yeah. That, oh, the boxing sequences mm-hmm. were amazing. The boxing yeah. sequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the name of the actor, the main actor? Um, uh, wait a minute. Uh, that escapes me. Wait, what's the, what's the name of the movie again? Killer's Kiss. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's 1955, see. way ahead of its time also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it felt like almost uh, Hitchcockian. Mm. Oh, yes. Uh, we we got to get to Hitchcock, too. Uh down the road. We will. Um, so, Killer's Kiss. You want to talk about Killer's Kiss, Nikki? You're not yeah. saying a goddamn thing Well, I'm it. waiting for you to come up with the guy, the leading actor's <laughs> name. <laughs> no, Killer's Kiss, come on. How about all those shots from Brooklyn and and, and, the, and Dumbo and, 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 and but Manhattan? It, but, it, but it was also but it was and, also interesting to Times see. Square, Times Square, 1955. It was like a it was like a, a capsule. But it was also interesting to see a young Kubrick give yeah. like a more human film. Like you're like, okay, this isn't a genius. This is, I mean, it, as much as we enjoyed it, you're like, ah, this he he is a human being. He can make a, anything, you know, an any, average film. Anything Kubrick could make anything. That's the brilliant. So it Kubrick. says Jamie Smith as Davy Davy Gordon. Is that the main guy, Jamie Smith? Yeah, that was his name in the movie. Oh. 
No, no. Davy Gordon was his name in the movie. No. No? Am no, I wrong? You might want to the other. Frank Silvera as Vincent Rapallo, Irene Kane. Oh, how about the that battle with that with the hatchet? The battle with the hatchet. Right, there's a there's an axe, but the f- uh, and, axe. The, and the and the, the battle with all the mannequins was yeah. so weird. Yeah, that, those factories in and Brooklyn. those mannequins come up again I mean, in Clockwork Orange. On the you, you, you see yeah. you see his you see his brilliance so in, 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 in in his visuals and setting up shots and setting up the the frames and stuff, but you don't see his brilliance so much in the storytelling. That would come well, so, in the beginning. You do because so he's Frank Silvera. Frank Silvera the, is the, the, the uh, bus terminal. The Frank Silvera yeah. plays. So the, uh, why is that brilliant storytelling? Because he, he he goes back and tells the whole story. Right. Okay. But that he, that's a normal conceit. You start you start yeah, the yeah, film somewhere way, and then very beautifully done like that. And then well, go, and then he goes back to it. Goes back to the railway station at the end of the movie. All right, but then explain how she just finds him at the. Is stable. that Grand Central? Is that where they were? Or was that Port Authority or something? Or? Penn Station, maybe. Yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. That. But explain so why cinematic. she came back to him. Why? Yeah, she does come back to him, does she? Right, but why? She comes and shows up. He, he, I guess he needed to have it be a happy ending. But well, they the whole to... premise of the movie right. is like, I don't know what happened to me. I got played. I, I got caught right. up. I da da da. Oh well, I guess I'm just gonna go do this thing. And then she just shows up at the end. I guess to make it a happy ending. But that was not properly explained why and how she came back. Yeah, it's a little vague. I'm just saying that. it's not a masterful storytelling. But you do see the beginnings of how masterfully he is at setting up shot, oh, shots man. and Come the visuals. On. Give and us, the symbolism and Dave, the way he shot something. that boxing, but that was not a well-crafted and the story, acting style really. Seemed, oh, I, the acting style was very uh, kitchen sink drama, you know. The very, bad guy was great. The guy who yeah, had the nightclub, was, uh, yeah. Frank Silvera. Yeah, <laughs> I loved uh, how they'd always play like that samba music every time. He, every time, he <laughs> every time up. you see him, he's <laughs> yeah. like, got his own theme music. Uh, so then, uh, what else did we see? We saw 2001. Yeah, Kill His Kiss. Kill Lolita, Kiss. Lolita. Lolita. And Kill His Kiss. And that's it. Oh, and The, and the S. And The S. For the documentary, yeah. So there's this documentary out there called uh, Room 237. My favorite, oh, my favorite about, Kubrick uh, the Shining. movie. My favorite Kubrick movie. Oh, we could talk about The Shining. My favorite is The Shining. And, yeah. and um, because I love Nicholson... And oh, it's not to interrupt you, but we didn't even get the Pans of Glory or Spartacus. Well... Those are huge. I mean, Paths of Glory is is incredible. Uh, both have Douglas in them. Yes, that's um, why I mentioned it. Uh, Kirk Douglas in Paths of Glory, um, and the supporting characters in that who have to stand up, and um, who are uh, the traitors, and they have to they they face the firing squad. Someone's got to pay for something. This big fuck up, right. and these poor these these poor guys have to be shot for everybody's fuck up. And their performance, I think, steals the movie. There's a guy in it who actually reminds me of you, Nick, the big, tall yeah. Italian guy. In he it. was in East of Eden, he that gives, guy also. Was he? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know his name, but uh, we should look that up. Someone yeah, someone looked that up. Uh, Spartacus? Or which one? No, no, this is Pads of Glory. Pads this of is Glory. about World War One. Uh, so, um, you know, we, I know of, we didn't see this movie, but the other Pads one. Pads of Glory uh, cast. Now, the guy that I'm... The guy that I'm talking about is I'll know his face when I see it. Uh I think it's uh Timothy Carey. Yeah. 
Timothy Carey looks like you, Nikki. Mm, Look at this guy. Big guy, big guy. Yeah, he's a big, tall guy. He's got a great face. He was in East of Eden. And yeah. he plays East this. East of Eden. He plays this fucking. Phenomenal in East of Eden. You see, you see, Ralph? He oh, plays wow. this guy who's begging for his life at the end. It's like that yeah. classic, you know, angels with dirty faces, Cagney scene. I don't want to die. Oh, my God. Don't do it. Oh, my God. It's great. Yeah, you gotta, it's amazing. You got to watch that. It's like yeah, it's almost like Miller's Crossing with uh, Totoro. Uh, begging for his life. Begging for his life. Mm. Um, so anyway, so that's that movie, and then... Uh, you were going to talk about 237. I know, but I, then I, I do. I want to talk about Spartacus. Oh, okay. Spartacus, I've never seen it. Well, this is the other movie I want to bring up, The Day that's, of the Fight. Oh, that was we got to go see that. I've that, never seen that's it. That's like a... Uh, it's a short film, I so believe. So I have to. We should. We, I, we should go. Have you seen Spartacus? I haven't seen Spartacus. Oh, Spartacus is a brilliant yeah, that's a movie. huge movie. I, I, Kubrick, can, I studied that movie many. But Kubrick a time. said that um, many a day. That's not his. He doesn't like that he, movie. He don't like that film that because much. he had a bet with Kirk Douglas on that movie, and the bet was <laughs> that whoever won the bet, um, the other person had to leave the country. So obviously Kubrick lost. And he had to go to London. He for how long? That's how small for the rest of his life. Yeah. What? Yeah. So if, what kind of a bet is that? Exactly. They hated each other. It's it was like zero sum yeah. game. Yeah. And what was the bet? I don't know. But it was that they. It was like great. I'm glad. I want to be so far away from you as possible. That's like that's. But we what, have to know what the bet is. I think it was penis size. <laughs> so then, bink. But yeah, he did. He did like eyes wide shut. Okay, so eyes wide shut. Which was. Dang. <laughs> Very good, <clears throat> because that was here's Kubrick, this figure who is mired in the secret society knowledge. Okay, NASA possibly. He's like he's on the inside, and he's not allowed to fucking say anything. So now you have this eyes wide shut movie where supposedly twenty thirty minutes were taken out of it because it was too graphic during that whole crazy Illuminati scene, right? Yeah. Where supposedly Kubrick ended up not graphic enough. Again, yeah, once so again Kubrick, ahead of his time. Kubrick, what he was doing was revealing all of these sick and very twisted, almost or pro- probably satanic rituals that go on at these parties, and and supposedly the scene had they were just drinking human blood, they were covered in blood. It was like a scene out of The Shining. So for some reason they. They didn't want. He, some reason he died soon after making that movie, and yeah. for another reason, um, they cut a shitload of that shit out of it. For one reason or another. So here's this guy. Who, Why didn't he just let it be rated X, or not rated? He or wanted. Whatever, he or wanted. 21, he wanted. What do they, they call it? Twenty one. He wanted all. He wanted. He wanted his version out there. I don't think he no. gave a shit what rating it had. Yeah. But the studios were like, "We're not releasing this, and we're going to bring another." You know. Anyway, mm. so. Uh, that movie took so long to make. I think so a guy like Kubrick would well, have should... final, like a contractual. No, thing, like well, final. he well, fought for that his whole life. It's mm. funny because we, you, you said his movies took a long time to make. Well, Kubrick was the master of that. He, yeah. uh, three to four years was like nothing for him. Kubrick, he would recreate New York City jacket. in London. You know, yeah. recreated Vietnam in London. You know, he, that's what he was doing. Yeah, he was working in in, uh, you know. And the studio do millions of takes, right? Isn't that his thing? Uh, oh, Full man. metal jacket, you know. Yeah. That's what I remember. That's what I remember. He drove Shelley Shelley Winters insane with that shit. So no, Shelley Long. Shelley no. Long, right? No, no, not Shelley Long. Shelley. Shelley Duvall. Duvall. <laughs> but yeah. Shelley Winters was great. In... Oh, t- I'm so glad you yeah, mentioned yeah. her because she was in great. In all I never those seen her before. Oh, really? She was the lover in Lolita. Uh, she was Fantastic. amazing. She was. In... Yeah. 
Day of the Sun with Montgomery Cliff. Wow. So, documentary 237, which is referring to the room in The Shining in the hotel where you're not supposed to enter. (laughs) You're not supposed to go in there. Okay. (laughs) So, why 237? Um, Some people say that supposedly the hotel that it was based on, that he also recreated out of the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, that the hotel it was based he didn't on. Just what? use the hotel. He's like, no. He's like, I like that hotel. Let's recreate it he over here, five million miles away. Right. Took photographs. He did that all the time. Did it all the time. And that was amazing hotel when you. Yeah. Look, the the space of it. The... It was huge. It was massive. You know, he 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 was incredible. Um, so room two three seven. You're not supposed to go in there. Um, this documentary. Two three seven, possibly because the actual place it was it was based on was haunted in that specific room. Two three seven, also, two three seven. Now, now Kubrick supposedly just took Stephen King's script, and Stephen King was pissed. Took Stephen King's script and just manipulated the fuck out of it to tell the story that he wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, at the basis of two three seven is that here's Kubrick who made the greatest piece of film history ever, the moon landing. He can't fucking say anything about it. Here's a man who's stuck in a maze himself, a maze of lies, okay? <laughs> of his own creation. Of, of his own creation, of other people that he, he was just sworn to secrecy, and, and he can't fucking tell anybody he did anything. So what happens? 237... You're talking about the moon landing. Yes, yeah, so okay. 237 oh. is... two. So the moon is supposedly 237 million miles from Earth. Okay. Uh, Get this information. It's from this documentary. It's from the documentary. So, and, uh, but the big things in the documentary that that hit me, you have the scene where Danny, right before the twins come, the ball rolls up. You have this overhead shot looking down at, uh, well, first you have this shot of Danny standing up. Okay. And what is he wearing? A rocket ship on his fucking sweater, and it says USA on it. And he stands up, and 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 in the frame, it looks like the rocket ship is taking off. Okay, we, now we see an overhead shot, and we see this weird uh, hexagonal um, pattern carpet that is famous in the movie. That the guy from the the driver from S from Stanley has now in his home. He like yes. Oh, so now you have this weird hexagonal shaped carpet. Everyone and everyone's like, "Why do you want this carpet, man? It's a pain in the ass." Stanley's like, "I want this carpet. This is the this is the this is the design I want." So yeah. now you have Danny with the rocket ship sweater standing, and we're looking down at him, and around him are all these little hexagonal shapes on the carpet, and he's about to see. He's about to be. The, the truth is about to be revealed to him about the hotel. Mm. It's fucking haunted! <laughs> the truth is about to come out. Okay? He's about to see the twins. What is the hexagonal shape? You take that hexagonal shape of that carpet, you take it, and you lay it over NASA's launch pad sites, and it's the, it fits perfectly over the hexagons of those launch pad sites. Hmm. So now you have that. There's one thing though. The yeah. distance from Earth to the Moon is two hundred thirty-eight thousand nine hundred miles. Okay, that's what I meant. Two hundred thirty-seven thousand, and not, I said million. But this says two hundred thirty-eight nine hundred. 
It was close. 238.9. It's close. It's close. But I mean, are we? is that where we're at now? Something oh, now we're haggling over one, uh, one digit? Well, you said 230. <laughs> there's a difference between 237 and 238. I'm saying what they're nine. saying in the movie. That's what oh, they said okay. in the movie. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't fucking know how far the I'm just is. saying, does the, okay. whole theory, does the whole theory fall apart the second that doesn't match? No, because that's no. really close, man. Even if it was like 239. But what if we then uh, took the hexagon and actually brought up the match and it didn't fit, but it was close? I mean, no, they did it in the movie. They actually took the, the carpet, they picked it up off the shot in the movie, they right. pull it over and they put it over NASA's. But they also said two thirty seven in the movie too. Come on, it's one digit. Okay, let's not argue over that. Let's well, let's talk about if how I many. I told things... you my hotel room was two thirty eight or two thirty seven. You'd be in the wrong room, right? I feel like hold on. You did a whole rant about this in hysterical psycho about the whole fucking. Uh... It's a character. I know, but but you but you but you got deep in that shit, man. Starfish Prime, Operation Starfish right, right, but that, Prime. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't about the moon land. Yes, it is. It's about getting to the moon, and they couldn't get there. Why? Because of the Van Allen belt, supposedly. That's right, what we, right, right. You the informed Allen. me Different about theory. Different theory. Different theories. <laughs> okay. You guys so, are fucking killing me. Are you all right, Nikki? I'm fine, I'm fine. What but I just wanted to say one thing. You got to have one skeptical. Oh, shit, I want to say one thing about the Shining. Guys, we're going to wrap up. Jesus. You talk about the mazes, but how about the... What about Carruthers? That maze huh? with all the snow. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. The labyrinth. The labyrinth. Now, that was... When I saw that movie for the first time, I, and, and he winds up dead, frozen, right? Someone yes. who's frozen in it, right? Yeah. He gets lost in it. That's Kubrick. That's just amazing shit. When I saw that for the first time, I've seen, after seeing it over and over again, it got easy to watch. But so you're saying the, the, first the movie time, is a good uh, film. That, and who... who Directed it, and did they have I don't access know. to Kubrick? Did they get, or did they just? Take... I actually, I do know because I called that guy up. I called him oh, up, yeah. um, and I said, "Hey, man, we should write a real movie about that." And he said, "Actually, no. This woman named Stephanie Folsom actually wrote the movie already, so it's out there. It was on the blacklist. Mm-hmm. They were, they're, they're going. I want to play Kubrick. Actually, it's, it's about when NASA." Be great. Came to Kubrick. It's about the story about yeah. how they tapped him to recreate the moon yeah, landing. Yeah, that's so character. And how he's just like. Fuck this! I can't say anything about it. Okay, I'm gonna hide all these Easter eggs. Right. There's right. another movie that. Who do they source for this? These kind for these things. I'm just curious. Do, are these like sourced materials, or do they just say legend has it? You know. Well, That's a good question. I mean, some of it's based on eyewitness accounts. Some of it yeah. is just what he said. You know. But, but how can there be eyewitnesses to NASA tapping him to do this and all that? Like what? His family of his, yeah. his his family. Oh okay. yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, just like just like his muse, the the, the the Italian race car driver. Yeah, that guy has lived with him for fucking fifteen years, like almost connected to him. That was so amazing in that movie. Man, I, th- yeah. I think we should do guys. Do you think we should do a follow up Kubrick episode? I don't think this is enough time to to talk oh, about. No, this. I, well, and you're gonna it, have to edit that. If hell we circ- out of it. <laughs> why? Yeah. No, I'm just joking. Oh. <laughs> no, we could we could talk about we could talk about Kubrick all day long. Okay, we have to finish <laughs> this up. I love I love Kubrick. This was a good one. You um, know what? We should actually go see. We, we should, should see, see Spartacus. Spartacus. I want to see Clockwork Orange again because he had a lot of. Um, oh, Clockwork Orange. He got a lot of grief for making that movie. We should see Doctor Strangelo again. Yeah, We've seen it right. thousands. Of and then we'll call. Uh, we'll call up. We'll call up Potus. And we'll um, we'll mock him again. Yes, we got to talk to the uh, the president again. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this was a good one. All right. We'll put a pin in it. Okay. Let's put a pin in it. Like my put a, uh, put a pin. Put a pin like in my it. agent, isn't it? Like my old agent would say. Yeah, we're gonna put a pin in it, isn't it? Pin in it, 
isn't it? That's clockwork it's orange. Proper. That's clockwork it's proper orange. That's, that's a proper orange. That's it's class. a proper, 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 proper. Okay, we're done. I am a proper popper. 